Welcome back to The Yurong Show, where we help entrepreneurs live their best lives. I'm your host, Justin Yurong, and I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. There's so many ways to get motivated sellers for absolutely free in real estate, and I'm going to show you how, in fact, today I'm going to be showing you six different ways that you can find motivated sellers for absolutely free. And if you're new to this channel, my name is Justin Yurong, and I've coached hundreds of students to make money in real estate. So let me get right to it. The first way, and this is probably one of my most favorite ways to actually get motivated sellers. Yes, it's probably pretty obvious, but it's the MLS. The multiple listing service, basically the place where all the realtors or just people go to go to see houses for sale. The reason why I say it's my favorite place, it's free, absolutely free. And you already have a massive inventory of people or homeowners who actually want to sell their houses. Now, there's a lot of different schools of thoughts on this. Most people, I don't, this isn't a fact, I don't know, but a lot of people, a lot of investors out there don't attack the MLS because they think there are no deals to be found because they're thinking everyone out there is searching the MLS. All these other investors, you're going to have the competition on the MLS. And while it is true, it is available to everyone, it's not necessarily true that every single investor is going to be on there because if everyone is thinking that, everyone's trying to source their own deals and trying to do cold calling or off-market uh, marketing to find their deals. Now, what I found on the MLS, if you do it consistently, realistically, in your market, you're probably going to end up competing with the same like five, six people, every single property that seems like it's a good deal, because there's only a few people who actually will commit to it consistently. So MLS is my favorite. It's free. It's already a list of all these people who actually want to sell their houses. Now, the way you actually find them, though, is the hard part. Because don't expect on the MLS or actually any marketing method to make one offer, have one conversation, and get a deal. It's not going to happen. Realistically, at least in my experience, what typically happens is maybe I make my first offer on the MLS. Maybe it's a cash offer. Maybe after that, if they say no, which 99% of the time they say no because the cash offer is way too low because I'm offering like hundreds of thousands or way, 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 way less than what they're asking for because that's what it takes to actually get a good deal. And when they say no, yeah, maybe I try to negotiate some type of creative financing where maybe they seller finance part of it. And if that's still a no, then it's like, cool, no worries. I'm going to check back up with you in a month. And you just check up with them every single month or depending on the heat or how hot that lead is, maybe they're like actually really ready to go. And you kind of get the gauge from the conversation with their listing agent that they're ready to sell. If that's the case, then maybe check in every week, every day, whatever. But at the very least, check in with everyone every single month. And pretty much all my deals on the MLS are found because I was the last resort. That's how it happens. So essentially what happens, I make the offer. They say no to all my offers. And I say, cool, follow up in a month. Maybe a couple months go by of me following up. They're still not ready to sell. Maybe they accept another buyer, which always happens. Or like pretty much every single time they accept a different buyer. And when I call them after it goes pending, so after they accept that other person's offer, I'm on the phone just saying, hey, look, saw it went pending. Congratulations. If anything seems like it's going to fall apart, just let me know. I'm here. Offer still stands. And sure enough, most investors out there end up backing out. It's just kind of weird. A lot of people like to back out of these deals. And when they back out, typically I'm the first person they call. So most of my MLS deals are found after like seven, eight months of following up. So it's a long game, just like any marketing method. But you can find deals for free, motivated sellers, no money out of pocket. And I love the free method. So that's number one. Second method, I don't typically use this a lot, really, but 
Um, it's possible. So you can find motivated sellers or list of properties or homeowners from title companies. You can basically just go to a title company that's local to your market and ask, I would like a list of homeowners in whatever criteria you want. Maybe you want homeowners in this neighborhood and you can, you know, find a list of homeowners. They probably won't have them skip trace for you. So they probably won't have your numbers or their numbers on there. And I guess like their phone numbers. You can skip trace for free technically using sites like True People Search. Like maybe they give you a list of 200 people in a certain neighborhood that you really liked. And all you have is the property addresses, their names, but you don't have their phone numbers. Now, if you search their property address or their name into truepeoplesearch.com, you can find some numbers. However, if you're doing this on scale, like if you're trying to do the 200 properties at once or a thousand properties this way, it's going to be time consuming. And the numbers aren't that great. Like their phone numbers on true people search, they're not the best to be honest. So if you want to do something like that, yeah, it will cost money to skip trace properly using a skip trace provider. And you can use anyone out there. Like they might charge you anywhere from like three cents a skip or three cents a phone number or 12 cents and above per skip. So that's kind of what you can do. Just go to title companies. Title companies really want your business and they want to help you. So they want to help you succeed. So you can just ask them. Now, the other way you can find list for free or homeowners for free is driving for dollars. Yeah, this one takes a little bit more legwork, but it's worth it if you actually put in the work. Now, how this works is you maybe pick a neighborhood that you really like in your city that you want to invest in. You just drive around, drive around in your car or walk or run or bike, whatever it is, if you want to stay fit. I've done both. I've walked around, I've driven around, but essentially walk around these neighborhoods, try to find the worst properties on these blocks, like the beat up properties, the ones that are boarded up, tall grass. And it's not even necessarily just those, but it's the properties that just seem like they're not taken care of. Like you get the sense that, you know, you have 10 houses on a block. Nine of the houses look pretty good. Like someone's living there, obviously they're taking care of the lawn. And then one just looks really out of shape. Like everything's a little messed up. Maybe it's not boarded up. The grass is probably tall. The roof might be messed up. The paint's all chipping everywhere. Like you can tell when a property's kind of been abandoned, those properties. So as you drive by or walk by, just on a notepad or on your iPhone notes or phone notes, um, just write down the property addresses. And as soon as you have a big enough list for you, maybe even if it's like 50 properties, 20 properties, 100 properties, once you have a list that's big enough for you to actually attack and call, then you go for it. And what I also recommend is if you're actually driving for dollars, it never hurts to actually knock on the door. So maybe you find a beat of property and there are no boarded up, but it on the boarded up boards on the windows, but it looks like someone is living there. So just knock on the doors. You never know if it's the owner or not. Just don't be afraid to knock first because chances are they might not answer the phone. They probably won't answer their phone. But basically once you have your list of properties, um, available to you after driving for however long, go to that site, True People Search, enter them in there, or pay a little bit of money to skip trace the properties that you found to find their phone numbers, call them. If they don't answer, text them. If not, maybe the emails that they provided, try to email them. If not, knock on the doors. If not that, then send mail to their mailing address. And you can find all this stuff like on the tax records and stuff. So don't be afraid to try. Like Just because you call one time and they don't pick up, it's not a no, it just means you haven't actually connected to them. So those are three methods. This is actually a favorite of mine. This is how I found my first deal is you can also find a list for free from your county. So 
uh, your county will have certain list of properties. And one major example that I like is the tax delinquent list. Essentially, you can go to your county or the tax assessor's office or whatever they call it in your county. And you say, look, I would like a list of properties for people who are tax delinquent or tax delinquent properties. You can do three-year, five-year tax delinquent. I don't know what, what the process is for other states, but I know my county, you know, I can ask for like a three-year tax delinquent list, five-year, four-year, because I know that after the five years are up, essentially, the tax collector comes and they take the house. And I don't know how the other states are, like I said, but they'll give you it for free. Now, some counties will give you their list like super nice and organized already into like an Excel sheet. That wasn't the case for mine. Like in my county, you ask for something like that and they give like a super jumbled up list and you have to really organize it to make it nice, which takes some time and effort. But now you have a list of people who are actually probably motivated to sell their houses. Like if they don't, if they can't come up with the money to pay off their property taxes, then they're going to have to either sell the home at a big discount or just lose the home. So they could either lose the home or go to you. So that's why I like lists like these. And you can ask for tax delinquent lists. You can probably ask for like utility lien lists, any list that there's like a lien on it. But I like the tax delinquent list. Now, the fourth way you can find deals for free is wholesalers. Uh, this is really only if you're buying deals. I, I wouldn't recommend to, we call this in the business daisy chain deals where <clears throat> you try to wholesale a deal from a wholesaler. So let's say, a wholesaler comes to you and says, hey, I'm trying to dispo or sell this deal for 100K. And you're like, cool, like, um, I'm going to try to sell this for you and maybe charge more. So maybe you're wholesale yourself and you're like, you blast this property out to your list and you say, who wants to pay 105K for this? And if you find someone that accepts, the 100K goes to the wholesaler or slash the seller and the 5K difference goes to you. So call that daisy chaining. I don't really like that. If you're working with wholesalers, I prefer you buy the deals from them to build those relationships, but to each their own. Now, when I say you can find deals from wholesalers, there's two different ways you realistically can. One is the obvious way, find the deals that they're actually selling to you. So if they come to you and they're saying, look, I want to sell my deals to you and they give you their deal, you know, they say, I want 200K and you just make your best offer. Like there's that sense. But the other creative way you can find deals using or utilizing wholesalers is from their dead leads. If you go to any wholesaler and if you just build a relationship with them and you ask them, look, do you have any dead leads that you just are not going to be doing anything with? I love to be able to use them. And if I find anything from them, like if I actually get a deal out of any of them, I'll be happy to pay you a referral fee or whatever it is because they're not using it anyways. Like dead leads for you guys that are maybe newer Maybe wholesalers are doing cold calling and they do all the cold calls and the point at which someone says, no, I don't like your offer or whatever it is, stop calling me. They take them off their list of people to call and they become a dead lead because they're not calling them anymore. Now, what I would do is I would go to all their dead leads, as many as I can, and just try to restart those conversations. But instead of just pitching the basic cash offer, because that's probably what they already pitched, is try to attack the creative side to see if they're even open to some type of creative financing where they can sell or finance part of the deal because you just never know in these situations. So that's what I would have done, um, wholesaler relationships. Now, the last way you can find deals for free is this is kind of similar to the MLS, but realtor relationships. Believe it or not, uh, realtors get a bad rep in the real estate space, real estate investing space specifically, but they can be really useful if you actually utilize them correctly. So yes, you can find deals from them. 
You do have to focus on finding relationships with listing agents specifically, like the agents who specialize in listings, because there's no real point in you know networking with all these buyer agents where all they're you know talking to are all the buyers or sphere of influence. It's ideal to find the person who's doing all their cold calling or texting or whatever marketing themselves to find homeowners so that if they find a great deal, they'll think of you first. Now, with any kind of relationships, I treat my relationships just like a lead. So normally, you know, any kind of lead, you're following up at least once every single month. Same thing with my wholesalers and realtor relationships. I'll call them, connect with them, try to bring value when I can, especially if they're newer. I'll try to help them out in their business and they'll remember it. They'll bring a deal to you first because of it. So that's how I do it. And in terms of the follow-up, every single follow-up every month I have with a wholesaler or realtor, I'm just checking in. I'm like, hey, like one, do you got any more deals? And two, just like, how's business going in general? Do you need help with anything? Are you struggling with anything? And you just approach it that way. If you do this, you will be all set for crushing the business for free. So these are the six different methods I've used. If you've enjoyed this video and you just want help to grow your real estate investing business yourself, I want you to click on the link in the description below for free strategy session. Hope you enjoyed. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode, connect with me on social media and check out the different ways I can help you grow your business in the show notes. Peace.